Pornhub. Pornhub. The Pornhub Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Pornhub Podcast. Today, I have a huge announcement to make. Except by the time this podcast is out, I think the announcement will already have been made. But um, actually, Pornhub is partnering with cryptocurrency Verge. And today I have with me the creator of Verge, Justin Vendetta. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming by. Um, My pleasure. So I have to like, I'm going to straight up off the bat tell you, um, I know nothing about cryptocurrency. Like, you know how they say we know more about... Um, the moon than we know about the ocean. Yeah. I know more about quantum physics than I know about cryptocurrency. Uh, I think for most people, it's like that right now. Um, but it, it is definitely in the early stages of uh, mass adoption. Um, you know, all the signs are there. A lot of people have now at least heard of it. You right. know, everybody's heard of it. You mean, you, you might not know the specifics, but everybody's at least heard the name Bitcoin now. Right. Like I've heard of Bitcoin. And speaking of Bitcoin, like I literally had to start this research for this interview which I didn't do much, but I the first thing I Googled was what's the difference between Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? Yeah, big, well, Bitcoin <laughs> is a cryptocurrency. Um, so but, it's Bitcoin is the brand? Uh, Bitcoin is, is one type of cryptocurrency. So um, is it like if a credit card, if is it like cryptocurrency is credit it, it's, cards? It's like and Visa Bitcoin is one is type Visa. of credit card. Okay. And so Bitcoin is one type of cryptocurrency and it's, it's the father of them all. And oh, so it's the original. It's the original. And are they all like, are, are they like, do they all work together? Like if I give you $5 in Verge and can you give me my change in Bitcoin? Yeah. Yeah. It works like that. There are services out there that provide that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I guess let's just start by like, can you give me the brief on like what the hell is cryptocurrency? Yeah. So, um, so like I said, you know, Bitcoin came out in, uh, 2009 and it was uh, it was the first of its kind it was basically it worked on what's called a blockchain uh, which is a series of blocks that are constantly moving and inside them have coins as a reward and and this is all like like um, like not tangible right this it's, is all, it's all digital based like in theory yeah like okay like there are no actual coins anywhere okay These, they're just simply uh, numbers that are represented of uh, inputs and outputs which is actually what money is right yeah it's just that like like right. like even cash is just like a representation yeah, it's of, a piece of paper that we acknowledge like, has a value right yeah okay so continue okay so um so yeah so so we have what's called miners which are people that are running uh math through their computer through their cpu gpu um or you know application specific um devices for this and what they're doing is they're actually processing people's transactions. So when you have your Bitcoin wallet open and you say, I want to send, uh, you know, two Bitcoins to my friend. When you send that out, it goes into the network and is processed by miners and it goes into a block. Okay, hold on. Like, okay, let's stop there for a second. Like, I hear about mining Bitcoins a lot, but what what does that mean? Like, are are they building... Are they like printing bitcoins? Yes, yes. They're they're minting new bitcoins on the network every ten minutes. Twelve and a half bitcoins get produced. And what what determines like how many bitcoins or or how many coins are in the world? Like, okay, so, is so there a finite bit, amount? Yes, yeah, exactly. So so Bitcoin source code itself 
has what we would call rules where it says we produce this many coins. So Bitcoin used to produce 50 Bitcoins every block, okay. every 10 minutes. And how and many then, blocks are there? Okay, so so this is where it starts to get a little bit more complicated. Um, and again, you know, this is th- these are really just the technicalities of it. You know, these aren't really things that are very important for the day-to-day user. Okay. Because um, you don't really have to get involved in the mining process if you don't want to. Oh, but anyone can. But anybody can. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... So basically, when these people are processing these new Bitcoins, we have we had 50 Bitcoins initially being created. And then it did what's called a halving, where it went down to 25 coins and then eventually 12.5 and so on. And uh, there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoins minted ever. And right now, how many are in existence? Uh, something over 18 million. So Oh, mo- so we're almost there. Yeah. Yeah. The su- most of the supply has been mined, a majority of it. So what makes like the miners not the richest people in in this well, cryptocurrency well, world. Well, it really depends on how much you're paying for electricity, but also you're you're making money from not only processing the new coins because you receive those as, you know, for putting in the work. Um, but you're also collecting the fees for the transactions. But like why can't you just like if I were a miner, like why can't I just For example, like if I were someone who printed money, I think I would definitely set up a shop like somewhere in the back and just print my own because money. Because there's other people competing against you. Let's say there's only one printer. Okay. And you have to stand in front of it to use it. Oh. Well, I can come over there and push you out of the way and do it, but we're going to have to keep pushing each other. Now, other people also want to get involved. So we're all trying to do it. So how do you get in that line? How do well, I get you, in that you would, line? You would, you know, you can, there's good resources online that you can look that stuff up on, but, uh, you know, you would buy a device for mining Bitcoin and, you know, run it on a, you know, turn it on and run it. And what does that device look like? Uh, they come is in all it? different shapes and sizes. Uh, some people mine certain cryptocurrencies with their CPU, which is just inside your computer and you don't even see it. It's a little is chip. It, it's a program. Yeah, it's a okay. program. A mine, mine, mining is done through a program using hardware. Like I hear a lot, like a phrase I hear a lot is like people, they're like, oh, we, we bought a farm. I don't know if they mean a literal farm or oh, just... Oh, no, yeah, mining farms. So that's yeah, when, like what that's, is that? you know, say you're a big investor and you believe that, you know, Bitcoin is going to continue to go up in value. You might want to invest in a warehouse and fill it with tons of equipment for mining Bitcoin. Right. And that's what we would call a farm. Okay. It's a mining farm, essentially, because there's usually racks and racks of, you know, mining hardware set up. Okay. But now, but like, but like this goes back to our, what we were talking about earlier. This person isn't necessarily going to get all of the new Bitcoins coming out because there are other people doing the same thing. Wait, so hold on. Does Verge mine Bitcoin? Is that no, no. people people mine Verge. So so okay. to talk so to discuss Verge now, the difference between Verge and Bitcoin mm-hmm. is that we have five different algorithms for mining, which means that pretty much any kind of hardware can actually mine our coin. Okay. And it's we see it as as a, a more fair system because And is that unique to you? Uh there there are there are some other cryptocurrencies that have this kind of method. Okay, yeah. but it's not the norm necessarily. Right. And okay. and the combination of the algorithms that we use of the five is unique to us. Okay. Um so so And t- you said that you think it's more fair because Yeah. Well, see what happens what we're seeing now in Bitcoin is um, you know, people are mining Bitcoin, but the people who have the lowest cost of electricity um and the lowest cost uh for buying bulk of these mining hardware. So like the lowest production cost. Right. And so where is that? Mostly in China. Oh, just like everything else. Yeah. So they have <laughs> they have the lowest uh, electricity rates, and then they also the the 
most up-to-date mining hardware for Bitcoin mm-hmm. is manufactured there as well. Okay. So naturally, there's a synergy between those two that makes them dominate. And is is Bitcoin or or is cryptocurrency like governed at all? Like what is there like um? Uh, like I said, the the oh. software is what does it. The right. so, the software has you know its own governance where there are there are rules of of it. But are the rules just limited to like what can be done? Do you yes. know what I mean? Like yes, is it is there of. like a committee sitting there like like well, thou shall not whatever. <laughs> so so Bitcoin and Verge both are open source projects. So. Um, com- the entire community, the, t- the entire world of computer programmers are allowed to look at the source code and request to make changes to it. Mm-hmm. And if it gets acknowledged by enough people, it, it gets passed. But um, but you can't really be malicious with it. Like you can't download your own Bitcoin software and then say, I want to generate a thousand Bitcoins. That's what I meant. Like because by you, the miners. Because being... your software is different and you have different rules. The rest of the network isn't going to accept it. So there is like a universal. Yeah. By by everybody running their own nodes, they're all kind of acting as the governors of it because they are all carrying the strict set of rules that apply to the Bitcoin network. Okay. And and like what does, I, I wanted to ask, like what does a mining place like look like? Is it an office building? Like, no, generally they're gigantic industrial warehouses. Okay. Uh, so by farm, they mean a warehouse yeah not yeah. like an actual like oklahoma right. farm yeah i mean there, there are some there are probably some small farms that are in nice corporate environments but i would say the majority of them are in gigantic industrial warehouses uh, are there any like independent guys like like for me and my apartment like could i yeah. just be mining there's people that mine other cryptocurrencies because you know bitcoin's been dominated um by you know huge entities uh, coins like Verge, uh, we have people that mine with their own graphics cards. Mm-hmm. You can use the chips inside your graphics card to mine. You can use your CPU uh, that's just built into your computer. Is it worth it for like that individual guy or girl to just be doing it out of their apartment? Or yeah, yeah, there, yeah, it's it's definitely profitable. There's actually websites dedicated to uh, where you can enter into a calculator of sorts what you pay for your electric and then what kind of hardware you're using. Okay. And it'll actually let you know the profitability for, you know, several of these cryptocurrencies. So would you say like is mining is the back end of cryptocurrency like the mining and like stuff that, that's is that still very much like but is that still very much like for like the quote unquote like hacker crowd? Like, uh, it, like could you see me doing that? Like the, is that going <laughs> to happen, you know what I mean? Um I, I think it's fun for pe- to see people get into it. You know, I've had a lot of friends that got into mining, uh, you know, from hearing me talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you and mine? Uh, I used to. Okay. I don't anymore just because I'm so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being being the the head of a such a huge community, mm-hmm. Verge has hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in its community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, between writing software, keeping up with software updates, and talking to all these different people in the community. I have absolutely no time for mining. How time consuming is mining? Uh, it's not time consuming once you have everything set up. Is it like then you just fl- you know you literally just flip a switch and you're good to go? I'm imagining this. Tell me if I'm right. I imagine mining like coins to be kind of like you know how like back in the day you would set your LimeWire to like download five <laughs> songs and then you would leave for the day and you would come back and they'd be done. That's illegal. Well, yeah, that's illegal. <laughs> but yeah, of course. Also, I, I don't think LimeWire days. even exists anymore. No, I don't think it does. <laughs> like half the people listening won't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like but Napster is it like that? Uh, yeah, sort of. It's it, yeah, it, you can relate it to that. That's and are there any like illegal aspects to cryptocurrency? Um, no, 
not really. Um, other than, you know, I mean, just like anything else, you know, you have to have security because, you know, people are, there's thieves that exist, but right. they exist in all aspects of our lives, not just in cryptocurrency. You know, there's people that try to break into your house. There's people that'll try to steal your car. Right. So, I mean, you know, you have people like that, uh, and it is a tech savvy crowd. You know, there are definitely very tech savvy people, but, uh, but there's nothing illegal about cryptocurrencies. So, okay. So back to like the, you mentioned like having your Bitcoin wallet, Mm -hmm. like, is that, what does that look like on the computer? Is it like a folder on your desktop? Uh, it's a little application that pops up and, uh, and you, and it has an interface and you know, you have, it's really, really simply laid out. Um, the main page that you look at has your balance. And it shows you your most recent transactions, almost like when you'd go uh, to look at your credit card statement online. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have another tab, which is sending, mm-hmm. uh, where you would put somebody's Bitcoin address, the amount, and click send. So it looks like Venmo. Yeah, it's very, it's a very, very simple user interface. So what, what is like, why would someone use cryptocurrency versus money? Um, I think it's because, you know, we've determined that the way this works seems like a much more fair system than fiat currencies. Why? Because we're able to prove it all mathematically and prove it how like um, all all the transactions. um, And like I said, there's a finite cap. So there's no worry that suddenly the guy that runs a cryptocurrency is going to make a bazillion of them and take everybody else's money. Right. So, you know, it's, it's a really fair system. So it's more like like a communism type uh or no it's it, not it's, it's an it element ca- it's an element of almost everything i mean there's almost some socialism involved there's a little bit of communism there's a little bit of anarchy and do you think like in the but future but there's also democracy is it going to be all crypto in the future uh i think a lot of things will switch to blockchains see that's that's another uh thing that not a lot of people really know is that blockchains don't have to be used as a currency they can be used as just a database and so I think mean? a lot of businesses will move to blockchain databases only because of how secure they are. And blockchain just meaning you can like prove the history of everything? Like, is Yeah, that... and, and you know it's secure, which is really the important part. Using encryption, you can make sure that no one else can access the data on it. Okay. Um, okay, I think I'm starting to like understand it a little bit more. Like, how do you, how do you know... Okay, re- I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a guy who was selling Dave & Buster's <laughs> prize coins as <laughs> I did coins. see that <laughs> like oh man and like this is something I don't think but, but, I would but, fall for it but you know what but, but you know what though you know there's it, it it is a shame you know that this guy would take advantage of a new technology that you know is you know kind of uh not a lot of people are familiar with but at the same time you know there's people that you can go down the street and find selling fake watches and fake gold chains of course yeah like I think yeah anything you pr- knew you proposed there's going to be the people that take advantage of but yeah, you know? when I saw that article, I definitely laughed because the the coin even said Dave and Buster's on it, yeah. I think. <laughs> but like, how do we, okay, maybe not to that degree, but like, how do we avoid scammers? Like, obviously, that's the kind of thing, if you look at yes. the coin, it says Dave and Buster's. But like, how do I know? It, it seems, the, the it's so way, scary. Like, how do you go online and know that you're buying a real coin? The best way is to stick to the software created by the people behind the cryptocurrency. So if you want Bitcoin, you'd go on the Bitcoin.org site and download the official Bitcoin software. Um, when you go on Verge's website, you download the official Verge uh, software. So don't go third party. Right. Or, or if you do go third party, know that there that there could be some risk involved. And like, but okay, great. But like, what if someone creates a total scam um, form of cryptocurrency? Like, what if well, they've like done that. 
Right. Like, how do you know that's not? How, how do you avoid it's, that? It really, it really, um, uh, well, one red flag is when people are making promises, mm-hmm. which is recently there was a famous one called BitConnect. Uh, and it was basically a giant pyramid scam you know, via blockchain. Okay. Um, but they were making promises of certain percentages back to the people who invested in it. And you have to know in real life with any investment, there's always a risk and nobody can promise you anything. You know, you can't promise somebody, Hey, uh, you know, if you give me a hundred dollars every day, I'm going to give you $110 back. Okay. You just, there's something wrong with that. So like legit companies or like legit currencies won't have those like too good to be two promises right so you're kind of just saying your advice would be to like just use your brains yeah exactly okay do do, do your research you know (laughs) right like if it seems too good to be true it probably it probably is okay and 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 generally promises uh of something back some kind of return Mm -hmm. um are usually a big red flag are there any other red flags like um like is there a sign of a real Coin, um, like it, or... I, I'm a, personally, I'm always weary of people that make promises. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people that don't have the technology that they're saying that they're going to eventually have. Mm-hmm. Or to me, that's a bit weary. I think that if you are capable of making something new, you should do it mm-hmm. and release it and say, "Hey, I've done, I've done this." Mm-hmm. What makes like one currency stronger than another, or not stronger, but like, wait, are there are certain currencies stronger than others? Uh, stronger in what sense? Stronger, like. The American dollar is stronger than the... Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. Well, Bitcoin is really the force that dominates all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, When we measure the value of cryptocurrencies, we do it in its Bitcoin value called Satoshis. Okay. um, Which are the most smallest unit of Bitcoin that you can have. So... So, and yeah. that's equivalent to like what right now in our currency, in American dollars? Um, Is it like a cent? Uh, it, it would be, it would be kind of like, um, you know, if you look at any, uh, when you go to another country and you say, you know, oh, you know, this says it's, uh, 30 dinars. Well, you're going to pull out Google and find out how much us dollar mm-hmm. that is, even if you're going to pay them in that amount, because mm-hmm. you're curious as to how much it is. So it's kind of like the us dollar, you know, Bitcoin is, is what we measure all the other ones value in. Okay. So it's, so Bitcoin is like the, is like home base. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's the backbone. Right. Okay. And then, um, but, but the different currencies are worth different amounts. Yeah. Okay. And like how, um, how, how does like, like how does one currency become more valuable than another? Is it just uh, mere size? It's, and it's also by adoption. Right. Um, you know, you can spend Bitcoin in places, you know, there's, there's bars and restaurants and, you know, services here in New York that take Bitcoin, uh, that you can pay in. Um, you know, and now, you know, Verge is obviously being adopted Mm-hmm. Uh, by Pornhub, which is huge. Uh, and so that's they kind represent... of what I wanted to get into. Okay, I have one question before we get into that, actually. So you okay. say, like, we can use Bitcoins at, like, bars and stuff. Yeah. But, like, where? Well, you'd, you'd want to Google. Uh, like, there's sites that actually list Bitcoin-friendly establishments. And, like, how... Do I just, like, do it on my phone? Yeah, yeah, you can download phone apps. Okay. Uh, Bitcoin, Verge, both, they have phone apps uh, that you can download from the so Google Play Store. So it's kind of like store. Venmoing a business. Sure, Or, yeah. like, PayPaling a, a business. Yep. And then, like, or, or, like, online even. Like, I do a lot of online shopping, but I don't think yeah, I've do really too. seen, like, can you use it on Amazon? Um, you might have seen it. Uh, no, not on Amazon yet. Okay. I'm sure they will be rolling out something. And whoever gets Amazon is, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, or they might even just make their own. Who knows? True. 
Um, you know, there's, there's, that's the other kind of fun thing about it is that, you know, we're looking at a whole new way of paying back and forth. You know, we can create currencies for certain things. You know, Amazon can create their own currency and then you're using Amazon's currency. And, you know, if we kind of decentralize how we use, uh, uh, money transactions or value transactions, we can, we, we might see a lot of benefit from it. Mm -hmm. You know, we might see things like less war. Um, you know, we're not dumping money into, you know, into things like that. You know, we might see, um, there's a million possibilities. And it are, is, does how much a person have in Bitcoin public information? Um, you can search if you know that person's address, you can search to see, uh, how much they have. So for example, like if someone were running for president, we could easily just kind of look up. Yeah. And see see where the money goes. Sure. Yeah. And like where it's been. Uh, Yeah. And where they're sending it to. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, it definitely has, that was really one of the main purposes behind, uh, you know, Bitcoin's emergence was to have a a public ledger where everybody can actually follow where funds are going. Mm Mm-hmm. So what's the deal with Pornhub? <laughs> I feel like, you know, I should know this and I don't. Like everything's been under like such tight wraps. Like yeah. I literally got my information today. I knew I was interviewing you, but like I wasn't allowed to know like any of the details or anything. And like they didn't even put me in touch with you until like yesterday. Well, uh, so like what, what is the deal? So the, crypto mar- the cryptocurrency market's very uh, competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of reasons to keep things like this under wraps because it's almost unfair that a lot of people would know before it's announced publicly. Mm-hmm. And, it would be uh, inside trading. Right. Right. Um, so, and, and, you know, things, things to make sure that the integration into the site, you know, as far as payment goes, um, are things that have to, you know, that you have to take your time on them and make sure you're doing them properly. But, uh, yeah, so Verge is actually going to be the, uh, another method of payment on, on Pornhub site. So you'll actually be able to send Verge coins to Pornhub to pay. So and and well, is that going to be available when the this is coming? This episode by the time this is tomorrow. aired, I believe that that'll already be integrated. Okay, so I'm guessing like tonight at midnight or something. Something I don't because we're think, supposed to make the announcement tomorrow. Yeah, I think tomorrow at 10 a.m., which would be today for the people who are listening. Right, <laughs> like it already happened. Yeah, it Too already late. happened. <laughs> no, I plan on putting this out like sometime early in the morning. Um, and like so. So basically anyone that wants to pay for Pornhub premium can do so with Verge. Yes. Okay. And it's really simple. Um, you know, basically what will happen is uh, on the Pornhub site, it'll generate a, a Verge address. Mm-hmm. And then you would just withdraw Verge to that address and you're good to go. Wow. So no wallet even needed except for your your virtual wallet. Um. So like I've heard that cryptocurrency got big on the dark web is that true like is that where it originated uh it didn't originate there um but it it is a currency that's on the dark web um it's the first place that it was used or um i don't think that was necessarily the first place it was used um i mean there's stories that go back about uh which is a true story about a guy that uh when bitcoin was you know mere pennies he spent uh ten thousand bitcoins on a pizza and, you know, today that would be <laughs> an obscene amount of money. I don't even know, like, what that means. So, I mean, Bitcoin, you know... Like, Bit- today, how much is that? Oh, billions. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, hold on. Who's buying pizza on the dark web? 
Oh, no, that wasn't on the dark web. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, you know, I don't know if uh, Bitcoin's, uh, you know, being used as a currency originated there. Okay. But it is definitely used on, used it's, on it's, the dark it's web. It's the primary currency, right? Yeah. On the dark web. So, okay, this is what I don't understand. Like, if, if the benefit of Bitcoin is, like, the fact that you can see everyone's history and, like, where that money has been, isn't the dark web, like, four shady things? Uh, not necessarily, no. Um, I mean... Wait, 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 wait. stop. Hold on. What's the difference between dark web and deep web? Those are the same thing. Those are the same yeah. thing. Okay. Really, Have you really, been to the dark web? Yes. So, so it's it's it in a, in uh, it's not illegal. It's not illegal to go on the dark net or deep it's web. It's not. Or, no. Okay, because I've been like trying to get someone to take me there, <laughs> and like no one will do it because they're like, oh, I'm not going to do that on my IP address or whatever. Oh right. Well, I mean, I, I guess I can understand the fear. Um, because it does have a certain stigma about it. Right. But, uh, but there's really a lot of positive things to it also. Um, I mean, you know, there's definitely places online where you can, you know, buy, you know, things that are illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, what what like does that. it look like? Okay. I'm going to tell <laughs> it you looks what just, I... It looks just like normal websites. It does? Except for they're a little bit more plain because, uh, you know, none of those, none of these websites run scripts because scripts generally have some kind of vulnerabilities within them, okay. like a normal website. Uh, so no, there's really no scripts. Like a lot of them is are text based. Dark? No, no, it's not I, literally I'm dark. I'm envisioning like the whole dark web to be like <laughs> black with like green letters. And you have to wear a black hoodie when you go on yes. it. Yes. <laughs> and like, you, yeah. Um, no, like, it, it's it's really the it, most of it just looks like normal websites. Can you go from your phone? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can go from your phone. And like, is you would, it you true? need to download the the app for it, but sure. Oh, there's an app. Yeah, so What's so it the deep web generally refers to sites that are on the Onion Router network. Okay. Uh, it, the Tor project uh, it was originally started by the U.S. government as a way for people within the government to access the internet anonymously without leaving their uh, identity, you know, available to people who could be snooping. Um, and it went open source, and which you know, like I was saying earlier, is when a, a, the source code of the actual software is made public, mm-hmm. so that anybody in the world can go look at it and you know question its validity, its security, and help work on it. And when did that happen? Uh, years and years ago. Okay. Um, and it's and it's so basically this is this is what generally people refer to when they talk about the dark net or deep web. Um, it's their sites that are on that, and generally their addresses end in dot onion, uh, which is the Tor stands for the onion router. They call it onions because all of the data transmitted back and forth is wrapped many, many times, kind of like an onion. Oh, and like as when they moves, saran wrap your luggage at the airport. <laughs> yeah, or like when you unwrap a present. Right. So, um, and as these onions move through the network, certain layers of them are peeled off so that by the time they get to you, you're able to acknowledge them. Okay. So there's a lot going on behind this web browser. So like, but like, I can't go like on my computer right now and type in like asa.onion and then like get somewhere. Um, like no, there's you, no... need, you would need to search uh, for places that have um, onion or, you know, darknet uh, websites. And do the websites start with www. No. Uh, but it is really easy. I what mean, does you, it start you, with? So you could, you can be on the darknet, quote unquote, darknet, uh, in five minutes, you can download the Tor browser software and then you can just do some Googling and look to see, you know, wh- whatever you're into, there's just like the rest of the internet, there's a website for it. Like, can you go on the dark net and go to Google? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can access those kinds of sites, sure. Okay. You can access regular you... internet sites, but okay. Um, but most of them are really, you know, Tor specific, which is like, uh, 
See, Tor, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, political dissidents uh, right. in countries where, you know, there's still countries that if you talk bad about your government, they kill you. Right. Um, so there's a lot of people that use them, uh, you know, for that kind of stuff. To, or to like, talk do people about in political... China use the dark web to go on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I'm sure they use. Yeah. So Tor also has options for people in like mainland China that are behind the firewall to access sites like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, so that's, and that's something like a lot of porn on the dark web. Oh, of course. Well, there's a lot of, I think, I think the last figure I heard was something like, you know, three quarters of the internet is porn. I also heard that we only access like 20% of the web and like the rest is the dark web. Is that Uh, true? I mean, it's really tough to say. Um, You know, there's really not something you can measure. Yeah. I mean, you don't really know how many sites are up unless they're, you know, people talk about them and share the links to them. Who do you think is the most popular porn star on the dark web? Or do you think it's like a horse? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, why would anyone look for Um, a porn star on the dark web? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot easier to find out about mainstream stuff, I guess, on the regular internet. Right. So, you know, I guess that's certainly possible, but, uh. But like I said, you know, there's a lot of positive stuff. I mean, you know, like there's certain communities and even sexual fetishes Uh where people are kind of embarrassed of them. Okay. Even though it's 2018, it's still, you know, certain sexual fetishes and stuff are still. Yeah. So people are are embarrassed of that kind of stuff. So, you know, you have communities like furries, you know, the people that like to dress up like animals. They're on the dark web. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have. Why why would they have to go on the dark web? Because because a lot of these people don't want people to find out who they are. Because they'd be embarrassed. But doesn't that like go against the very like, like essence of Bitcoin? No. Like, isn't cryptocurrency the whole point that it's transparent? Um, yes and no. It, it shouldn't. Your your identity shouldn't be transparent. Oh. But the funds on the chain itself, the the coins themselves, we should always be able to account for all of them. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen on the dark web? Uh. <laughs> or what's the craziest thing I've I've stumbled across a couple of, of crazy things. Um, you know, there's there's definitely sites that, you know, are, are openly selling lots of drugs. Right. Um, you know, there's people selling weapons of all different cut of all different calibers. Okay. And you know, when I see when I see that stuff I really wonder like how does that get shipped to you? Like, you know, if you're gonna buy a bazooka, how yeah. is that gonna make it to your house? And or then maybe it's hand delivered. But know. even then, like Could, how I don't know. Maybe there's like tunnels underground. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Like black market tunnels. I don't know. That's crazy. Like, I, I wonder, like, do you think smut films are real? Um, do you I'm, know of I'm anyone sh- who's ever seen one? I, I, no, I don't. But I'm sure that unfortunately that kind of stuff exists, you know, because, you know, we've seen famous cases where they do catch somebody that's crazy and does that kind of stuff. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure that kind of stuff exists on the dark web. I really... Like, not that I want to see it, but I just want to know if it exists. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm sure it exists, but I don't know if that's something that when you see, you could come back from. Right. I mean, how would you feel after that? Every, You know, you'd probably think about it quite often. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, that's why I don't think, like, in reality, I'd want to see it with my eyes. I just want to, like, I want, like, my friend to see it and tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Damage them. Yeah. <laughs> They're fine. Um. So you mentioned that, like... It's not the dark web itself is not illegal, right? Yeah, you can download the Tor browser software and uh, you know do some searching and start trying to find communities. Uh, so if I did that for my house right now, like I, there would be no yeah, nobody's going to kick in your door and jump through the windows and arrest you. So why do we think that? Uh, 
That's that's a really good question. I think it's like, because... Like, would you recommend that I open up my computer right now, download the app, and go into the dark web, and do nothing illegal? Well, yeah, that's... Yeah. Like, not? that's okay. Yeah, sure. Like, I have your yeah. your permission. Yeah, yeah, you can look up, you know, any type of subject. I mean, you could probably pull information for, like, a college research paper off of the dark web. Okay. You know, it's really... I think because people use the word dark in it so much, I think that's what makes it have such a, a scary stigma totally and people make you know people think it might be you know illegal or wrong to do but um but no i mean it's perfectly legal uh and like i said it was actually created originally by the u.s government right and now it's open source so anybody i mean you know you're you're more than free to go look at the source code and even request changes if you find something that you think you can improve is, is there like um like a match.com or a tinder on the dark web like how no. romantic would it be if you were like, I met my husband on the dark web. <laughs> like that'd be cool. Well, I mean, I guess it would kind of defeat the purpose though, if they had their pictures on it. Oh, right. Cause it's anonymous. Cause then they, cause then they'd be giving away their identity. But maybe they could be like secret pen pals for like two years and then, oh, you know, and then they finally meet in person. That could happen. Like, I wonder if there is some kind of like a meetup website specifically for the dark web. I would imagine that there are. Yeah, or maybe the whole place is just kind of like that. Because yeah. just by being on the dark web, you're already kind of like, there's a camaraderie there. <laughs> yeah. Like, you yeah. know, yeah, like you're already you mean, yeah. a certain kind of person. Yeah, I would agree. Hmm, very interesting. So how did, back to the Pornhub deal, like how did that come about? Um, Were you approached or did they, did you approach them or like, uh, they re- They reached out to one of the people on the Verge uh, marketing team uh, our our Verge team is comprised of just people who volunteer to try to progress Verge. Oh, so so it's um, not like an actual job, right? So none of us get paid for this. We do it because you know we're generally we've invested into Verge, mm-hmm. and we're willing to put our time and work into trying to make it something even bigger and better. Do you guys like work in one place, or is it are you all at home? Uh, no, our team is spread all over the world and we all work from, you know, some of us work from our offices. Uh, some of us work from home, you mm-hmm. know, from their bedrooms or, you know, living room. Right. Um, you know, it's just, it's from people all over the world. How many people is it? Um, on our core team, we probably have at least probably 20 people. Okay. Um, and then we have, you know, people that aren't essentially necessarily on the core team, but act as uh, administrators or moderators, like in aspects of our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we have a gigantic community. Uh, like we have a telegram chat that has like, you know, close to 40,000 people in it. What? Yeah. How do you even see it's, what yeah, anyone exa- writes? Exactly. It gets really, really crazy. But you know, there's also a lot of wild stuff that goes on in there. You know, like we've had people start spamming porn and stuff. So it's like, what? you know, and, and you know, if somebody just what posted one picture, Oh, just, just normal porn. Oh, just normal porn. But, um, and that's not even really the issue. It's just, you know, if you start doing it like where it's just flooding the screen and nobody can even see what you're doing and, right. you know, it just gets annoying. So we have a lot of, uh, you know, community volunteers that kind of police that kind of stuff and make sure that nobody goes too crazy. So you can actually, uh, if you full screen our chat, you can actually keep up with it, even though there are that many people in it. Right. So. I imagine it to be like, do you play HQ? Uh, no, no, I've oh, seen it okay. though. Yeah, their chat section is just like yeah. It's like insane. I type something sometimes just to like see yeah. you know experiment, and it's like no, who's gonna see that? Yeah, exactly. It's impossible. It just flies away. So like, so you said they contact Pornhub contacted your marketing team. Yeah, and and, uh, and then I reached out to them, and uh, I went up to their office up in Montreal, and we discussed uh, you know them integrating cryptocurrencies, and uh, I tried to offer them you know my best advice and. 
uh, you know, from a real perspective, and they ended up deciding to go ahead and integrate Verge into it. And like, they, I think they like the idea that uh, you know that we have a really big community already. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're some new coin that just showed up and said, you know, hey, we really want to do this. Right, you're not like a startup. We're, yeah, we're, we're established. You know, we've been right. out for three and a half years. Oh, really? Yeah. How long has cryptocurrency been around in general? Since before 2010. Oh. So, yeah. So, it's been out for a long time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. I they was think only it's in all... porn for like two years and it started then. I yeah. Didn't... People, a lot of people think that uh, cryptocurrencies just started within like the last like two or three years, but they've yeah. been out for a long time. I only, I've only like even heard about it for the last year. So, like, were you, did you know what Pornhub was? Oh, yeah. Of course. Were Who you doesn't? like, yeah, I guess. But like, were you hesitant at all? Like, no, no, I think it's the perfect uh, scenario for it because Verge kind of prides itself on being a coin that uh, helps keep users private. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually have the Onion Router built into our wallet. Okay, um, what does that mean? So it means that you're essentially on the dark net <gasps> when you're, but you're, but there's no web interface. It's just that your computer is accessing the Verge network through that. That's so cool. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's 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 really fun, and you know. People, people deserve privacy, in my opinion. Right. If you want to have your privacy, you should have your privacy. Right. You know, no matter who you are, even if you're a porn star. Right. If you want to be, you know, alone and have your space, you know, you should be allowed to. Right. And, uh, and you know, there's a lot of, especially online, there's, you know, stuff that becomes more and more intrusive. Like, uh, so I think that it's important, um, you know, that we retain users' privacy. And uh, I think all of our users are going to be really excited when they find out that Pornhub's integrated Verge. Mm-hmm. And, Do you uh, think... Like, honestly, do you think that there are any users that are going to be turned off by it? Oh, well, you know, there's always somebody that's not happy, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what you do. Um, but I'm also wondering, like, is the is the cryptocurrency user, like, almost already a little bit more progressive than, say, like, yeah, the lady using her checkbook? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very like, yeah, it's a very tech savvy crowd and a very mm-hmm. progressive crowd. Um, you know, made of all different types of people from all different backgrounds and cultures and sexual preferences and also, all I that stuff. Also, I feel like tech people like watch more porn. Probably. Why is that? Like what? Well, is it, it just more time spent at the computer I, equals more I'm time I'm sure that you've probably porn? heard uh, in your career that uh, porn has actually created a lot of technology that a lot of people don't even know. Porn is mm. responsible for the Blu-ray. What? Yeah. If, if porn companies didn't exist, we wouldn't have the Blu-ray. What? And uh, and I think recently YouTube put out an article uh, that was actually talking about how they acknowledged that certain adult sites had better streaming than them. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, Pornhub handles so many users all day. I think it's something like 100 million or around 100 million a day. Unique people. That's crazy. And And it doesn't like... It doesn't buffer like other sites, that's for sure. Yeah, so it's like, you know, they need to be able to serve this content so fast. So you have companies like Pornhub that are constantly trying to progress the overall technology, which benefits everybody, not even just people in in porn or, you know, people that are watching porn. It benefits, you know, the entire world. Do you think like VR is going anywhere? Like, do you think that's the next big thing or do you think it's just kind of like... I I do. I think that VR definitely has a bright future. I think that right now we're just experimenting with so many ways of doing it. Mm Mm-hmm that it's only a matter of time before everybody's really happy with a certain method and mm-hmm. it goes from there. Do you think it's going to be that thing where like we put the goggles on our head yeah. and there's a 360 view? Yeah. Yeah? I would hope that eventually though it's something even easier like maybe contact lenses or yeah, really lightweight glasses. Right. No, yeah, that would be 
that would be pretty awesome um so i have to ask this is the porn hub podcast do you have like a favorite kind of porn <laughs> um i like the standard stuff i don't know i guess i'm kind of old-fashioned in that sense like just a normal yeah i'm just a normal you know i feel I don't like have any, whenever i, ask I don't really people, have any and, and, the and the weird thing is like i'm not even lying like i really don't have any like you know specific fetishes or anything like that like have you seen my porn uh yeah of course i've oh, seen thanks. your stuff yeah okay i i'm not gonna lie i would have been upset if you hadn't so yeah. that was a trick question and you passed i i, w- I would have a hard time <laughs> believing that any man on earth hasn't <laughs> you know what i have this theory that like there's not very many asian girls in porn which is why like well, there's you set a precedent. only like five yeah <laughs> so if you've ever googled like asian porn like then you'll have seen me and the four <laughs> other ones um can you pay sticking to like the whole sex work thing can you pay like do escorts accept crypto is is that like a thing um you know i don't know i mean i'm sure if they're not they will be right um because why wouldn't you it seems like it would be like the most i i i have heard that uh casinos in vegas uh accept bitcoin okay so I would imagine that, you know, since escorts are a really big industry in, in Vegas, yeah. uh, you know, that that would definitely be a logical next step. I, I feel like whenever I hear about cryptocurrency in the United States, like at some point or another, Vegas comes up. Is that like kind of the forefront of cryptocurrency in the U.S.? Or? It seems that way, huh? It's yeah. The, it's the Wild West. It like <laughs> it, I, I feel like everyone's always just in Vegas and I don't know. All right. So I actually put out a call on social media this morning um seeing if anyone had any cryptocurrency questions will you answer them with me oh absolutely or will you answer them because i won't have any i'll do my best to, okay. to answer these people's questions uh east at eSpencer.z asks how frequent is the drop and increase of cryptocurrency in the current market uh i think they're probably talking about price mm-hmm. so it's very frequent all day you have fluctuations of anywhere of uh, you know, a half a percent to 25, 35, 45%. In a day. In a day. That's crazy. Yeah. Is it like, does it look like, you know how like in the movies when you see like the stock market and there's all these guys like ringing bells and screaming and every time it goes up and down, like everyone's like <laughs> making a huge commotion. Is well, it like that? One big difference from the, from the stock market versus cryptocurrency markets is that the crypto mar- markets don't stop. They're 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it doesn't close. Yeah, there is no close. So a lot of the, uh, I see a lot of people that try to do like analysis on like charts and stuff for cryptocurrencies. And I don't think that, you know, a lot of people realize that cryptocurrency is very different than the stock market. Like I said, it's seven days a week. It's not American based. So you can't, you don't really have behavioral patterns. Um, you know, I mean, some people try, but it's it's a very, very different market, even though a lot of a lot of the components are the same, like mm-hmm. the buying and the selling and the and the volume and the prices. Um, the the actual background, the back end of that is is much different. And what determines like when the market's doing well or not well? Like, is it just good news? Uh, you know, like like, you know, this is good news for all of crypto not even just Verge. I mean, this is you know, I think that this partnership with Pornhub and Verge kind of legitimizes helps you know, solidify and legitimize, uh, cryptocurrencies in mm-hmm. general, you know, not even for uh, verge. I mean, obviously I've even talked about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So I think that it shows, you know, that, that huge companies are not afraid to get involved in cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. Okay. At Tinsley six asks, why did the market crash a few months ago? Um, that's kind of a common recurrence where, things just start to spiral at the end of the year and they and they get really inflated and a lot of people are in a frenzy to buy 
uh, cryptocurrencies and then you just kind of have this slow sell-off in the first quarter. And I'm, I, I really don't know exactly why that happens, mm-hmm. but it's it's just a thing that happens. Are there people, is there such a thing as like crypto forecasting? Like are there people who dedicate their lives and oh, careers yeah. to like yeah. watch? It, it, has there been enough? Well, I guess you said it's been around since 2010, but like is there enough data out there even to like be forecasting stuff like that? Um, you can certainly work with what you got, I guess. Right. You know? So um, like how accurate is it, I guess is what I'm asking. Um. I mean, I'm sure there's definitely some people that are more, you know, uh, well, well respected than others right. as far as, you know, their public, you know, analysis of that kind of stuff. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of guys uh, out there that do public analysis mm-hmm. on, on and forecast. Um, and, you know, definitely some are more well respected than others. Right. At, at, at Styri, or no, sorry. Okay. At Styri88 asks, is the Bitcoin record too tarnished for it to be successful in the future? I don't even know what that question means. No, I don't think so. Do you know Not what he all. means? I think he's just saying, you know, is Bitcoin's reputation, um, you know, down the drain? Is uh, it though? I, no, I don't think so. Not at all. I think yeah, people I are still even either. learning about it. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about it right now. Yeah. So. I, I don't know that it's, I wouldn't say it's been tarnished. No, I think it's actually still quite the, I think it's actually quite the opposite. I think it's in its infancy stage still. Mm-hmm. I think it still has a long way to go. Right. At Mouse Cop Frank Four asks, how much Bitcoin has North Korea stolen from from servers? Ballpark guess. <laughs> and like I, I don't think North Korea has stolen Bitcoin. Oh, okay, sorry. I <laughs> I, I just put that in there because it sounded I mean, like I'm, an interesting. But, question but I mean, today. I'm sure that I don't even think that that was probably a troll question. I mean, I think that there's probably a lot of misconceptions with that kind of stuff, you know. So people might right. think that North Korea did steal bitcoins, I don't know. Does North Korea are they accepting bitcoins in North Korea? Uh not that I'm aware like, of. Do we even Their know? internet is actually closed off from the rest of ours. Right. Yeah. But could they go on the dark web? I'm sure they could. Can anyone go on the dark web? Yeah, anybody can. That's so like mind-boggling to me. Like I've been taught all this time that like only like you have to be like invited or something. Like you, you picture, you know, somebody typing profusely on a keyboard, you know, wearing yes. sunglasses like for oh, hours I'm hacking into the dark. web. Yeah, <laughs> totally. No, it's actually really simple. You can it's be like on a the race dark. against time. Anybody can be on the dark web and surfing it in, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes. Tops. Um, so like I think most people think like me when it comes to the dark web. I don't want I, I don't know about most, but a lot like anyone I've talked to about the dark web before you has been like, like, don't even go like that's a bad idea. Yeah, like, it's it's just the stigma of it. You know, it's there's nothing wrong about it. I think a really good business idea would be like to make tours of the dark web. So like you go to someone's house or That's something and then like it's almost like a red bus tour where like hmm. like um like I would absolutely pay I would pay hundreds of dollars for that. But let's see the one thing though is that you know are they going to be taking you through the stuff that's not legal you want it like i think there should be tears you like, have to sign some for, waivers before that one well yeah <laughs> yeah you would have to sign waivers but like okay so let's say for 200 dollars, like you can see like the normal stuff like the stuff you were talking about <laughs> like just you know like maybe maybe a drug sale or two like you could witness you know witness. what i mean you, you've got a, like, a good mind for business huh but like <laughs> but like maybe for you know the next tier is like five hundred dollars you can see like the weapons and then for seven hundred you know etc etc and then like finally for like 20 grand you can see like i don't know i don't know disgusting that i won't even say on the porn see but that's the thing is i don't even know if it would be legal to offer that 
Well, no, it would not be legal. For you. <laughs> You'd have to offer those services on the dark web. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You'd have to get to. You'd have to be the guy that runs the front page. Right. Damn. Hey, welcome. There, <laughs> Here's there, the prices for tours. There's maybe you just go word of mouth. You know. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, I, I have a guy, kind of thing. I, I got a guy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think there's something in it because. Th- I would pay for that experience, meaning there's other people that would. Sure. Yeah, a lot of people you know? want to get educated on that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, you it's would just, just have it. to find the right way to uh, to market it without yeah. getting yourself in trouble. Right. It, yeah, like you can just put it on Craigslist or something. Right. Yeah. Does it look like Craigslist? Um, kind of how like it's all text and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of the sites are very, very text-oriented, but also images. Um, just really nothing fancy like, you know, like, uh, like gliding menus and you right. know, that kind of stuff. Right. But otherwise, I mean, it looks just like pretty standard plain websites. Interesting. Okay. Um, at cheese on friends asks, can you, can blockchain technology fix democracies that are suffering from government corruption? For instance, in one of our newest democracies, India, reports show that the distribution of government funds can show losses of up to 80%. Is blockchain tech a viable solution? Definitely. I think it can help uh, governments or the people, you know, rather in a, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, yeah, you can definitely track to see where funds are going mm-hmm. when they're allocated. I mean, 80% is a lot of effing money to lose. So like by that... Imagine your government went public and said we we can't account for 80 percent of the money we took in this year i feel like that's, that's like so how like much. third world countries work <laughs> yeah i'd be like what the hell did you do <laughs> yeah but uh but then there's other things like voting uh could be implemented on blockchains where no voting would be able to be manipulated because it's all public and transparent and there's no way to counterfeit any of the voting so do you think like are like is the government like anti-blockchains <laughs> Uh, no, but for some reason I feel like they would have a hard time letting us vote using a blockchain. Right. But, uh, but uh, I mean, they're I mean, not really... I just assume that the government is totally corrupt. Like yeah. maybe not as corrupt as like Brazil. I think that's a pretty common, but... uh, you know, thought that most, most Americans have at this point. Yeah. You know, no matter whose side there you're on, some level you know that there's corruption. Yeah. So like, but that makes me think like they would be anti-Bitcoin. Like for example, I can't imagine Trump is pro, pro-Bitcoin. I don't know because Bitcoin can make you money, and I think that Trump likes money. Yeah, but he's like, like anti. Well, I, there's a lot of people that trade, uh, you know, stocks that come into the world of crypto because it's so. A lot of the methods are so similar. But don't you think like most politicians would not want to, want people to know where their money's going and would not that want that traceable at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that I think that there's many politicians that have invested into Bitcoin. Wait, hold on. I have a question. So if like. If you go on the dark web and you use bitcoins to buy drugs, that bitcoin is like now on record to have bought if, drugs. If if you are discovered to be that person uh, that's selling drugs and they find your bitcoin wallet, then yeah, you're going to be in some trouble. But but I don't even mean the person. I mean like I mean like that bitcoin now has the record of being used for purchasing well, drugs. No, no, nobody knows what it was used for oh it doesn't no it's just a transaction it's oh so it's not it doesn't say like w- no, what there, it was no, for no there's no descriptions the only thing that you get is the transaction id and it tells you how much bitcoin was in the transaction id and the and wallet address the wallet address it came from and the wallet address it went to is there a way to but hide it, that as yeah of now? yeah if you don't tell people your wallet address nobody's gonna know who you who, which who you one are. is yours right 
So, I mean, you know, by default, your but identity is somewhat protected. But I would still think politicians protected. would be against it because it's, like, definitely searchable. You know what I mean? Like, if it really came down to it. Um, maybe intelligence agencies. Right. But uh, I guess they could find that out about cash anyway. But, I mean, don't don't politicians like being able to move money and people not being able to find it? Right. So... I mean, there's, you know, there's definitely methods, you know, there's people have stolen a lot of Bitcoin, you know, people have done a lot of these things with, you know, nefarious things with Bitcoin and they, and they haven't gotten in trouble. How does one steal Bitcoin? Oh, well, that, that's, that's not really an issue with Bitcoin software. That's mm-hmm. more of an issue of like, you know, if you're a place that's holding Bitcoin and mm-hmm. your computer system itself isn't secure, mm-hmm. then people can come on and take your Bitcoins. Like you can get hacked. Right. But it's not, it's not, it wouldn't be Bitcoin's fault. Right. It would be the computer. Right, right. It's not like the your, it's not like a back end fault. Right, right. Yeah, Could it's not, someone it's not, like, yeah? yeah. I wonder not, like how Bitcoin. people are going to rob people in the future. Uh, there's already been, I think, a case where somebody was actually kidnapped or held at gunpoint, and somebody tried to rob their bitcoins. I don't remember the whole story, but I did recently read about. What that. are they like holding a gun to their head and being like, "Open your, open your wallet on your phone right now." Or yeah, or give me give me your private key. Or yeah. Maybe if you have like a, a piece of hardware that stores, you know, information about your Bitcoin. Right. But yeah, I mean, certainly pot. I mean, yeah, and then you know there always could be people that are just like you know, gun to your head, sit down, get on your computer, and send me your Bitcoin. Right. How often do you personally buy something with cryptocurrency? Uh, I try to pretty often. Um, like I get a lot of my computer equipment from a site called Newegg, and they accept Bitcoin. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I try to spend it when I can. Right. To like keep the... To keep, yeah, to kind of keep the crypto economy going. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe I'll get into that. So I actually end every podcast episode with the same questions. They're totally not crypto related. Okay. Do you watch this show called Inside Actor Studio? Inside Actor Studio. I think I've seen that. Yeah. So... The host asks everyone like the same questions and it's kind of like a personality test, but just okay. give me an answer. Like the first answer that comes to mind and don't like overthink it. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite word? Internet. That's a good one. What is your least favorite word? Spam. Oh my God. You're so, you're such a tech guy. What turns you on? Science. What turns you off? Hmm, that's a tough one. I guess war, violence. Good answer. Uh, what is your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? I like birds. Wow, I wouldn't have imagined that being your answer. I would have thought you would say something like, the sound of a computer turning on or something. <laughs> Keyboard strokes. Click, <laughs> yeah. click, 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 click. Yeah. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? Uh, machinery. Loud machinery. Oh. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, I like art a lot. So I guess, you know, I wouldn't, you know, if I if I ever tried to retire out of the uh, blockchain space, I guess I m- might try to go into art. Okay. Like what kind of art? Uh, I like graffiti style art a lot. Okay. Um. But I also like abstract. I like anything that's like vibrant and colorful. Okay. That's so, they say, you know how they, don't those sound like they would be on opposite sides of the brain? What? Like art and like computer stuff. Uh, yeah. I think, I think there's, a, there's, there's definitely a handful of guys like me out there that kind of look at computer programming as an art. Okay. Um, you know, for us, it's, it's like a passion. 
you know, like I don't sit down and in a business suit and tie and feel forced to work mm-hmm. under, you know, under somebody that's, you know, going to penalize me in some way if I'm not fast. Right. Um, so, I mean, I guess a lot of ways programming and stuff in software development is an art to me. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it's a hobby and it's a craft. I feel like that's such a, um, like a beautiful mind thing to say. <laughs> like I imagine like, like all these like calculations in your head, like spread out, like. Well, one thing, one thing about me in cryptocurrencies, I've never gotten myself too involved in the market. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, once you get really heavily involved from what I've seen in markets, you know, you can get emotional because you're constantly right. winning and losing and winning and losing. And so I stay away from that kind of stuff completely. I almost just kind of block it out. It's like a don't get high in your own supply. Kind yeah. Of thing. It's, it's just something that you don't really want to get involved with because right. then it's like, you know, you, you let how the market's reacting control how right. you react. Like you can't be objective. Yeah. Like if Verge, if Verge is down one day, I don't want to feel down. Right. So I just don't even pay attention to that hmm. stuff. Do mo- Would you say most creators of their own currencies invest in their own currencies? Like... Um, well, a lot of them do what's called like ICOs or pre-mines, which uh-huh. is where they accumulate a portion of the coin before they launch it and go public. Okay. And before people can start mining and getting coins for themselves or buying coins on exchanges. Um, but we didn't do that at Verge. We just launched publicly. We didn't have a pre-mine or sell our coins off before we started. Right. Uh, that seems just... like more honest, no? Yeah. We tried to be as fair as possible. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what profession would you not like to do? Hmm probably a high school principal yeah (laughs) that'd be a tough one (laughs) yeah that's you can't win with that (laughs) yeah like nobody likes you yeah who uh, who likes the high school principal yeah like not even the parents like you (laughs) um and finally if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates you can relax now (laughs) (laughs) or maybe like we only take cryptocurrency up here (laughs) (laughs) i'd be like yes All right. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me. And like, what should we promote? <clears throat> um, I Do guess you have a Twitter. Uh, if, uh, yeah. If uh, at Verge Currency, um, our website is vergecurrency.com. Um, you know, I'd say go check us out and read about us. You can find all of our social chat platforms and media platforms. Uh, you know, where everybody's always discussing stuff about Verge related to it on our website. And like, um, you can obviously buy the currency at yeah, Verge and you currency. you can buy uh, you can buy the coin at uh, Bitrex or Binance dot uh, com, and uh, they're both great exchanges. Um, the administrators there they've been around for a while, and they're all really intelligent guys, and uh, they keep their site very secure. It, do you guys have a dark website? Uh, we did for a while. Um, I'd have to check. I think I think we might have one posted up somewhere. Yeah. Do most companies have like a mainstream version and a dark web version? No. No. Like, what's the point, I guess, right? Yeah. Most people probably wouldn't know how to get to it. Yeah. But but well, it is really easy. If they took that tour. Maybe oh, after yeah. this, I'll show you how to get on the yeah. dark web. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, thanks so much for listening. You can't tell anybody, though. Yeah, I won't. Okay. I won't. This, I'll take this part out. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining, everyone. Please um, subscribe, rate, and review. If you like this episode, have a good day. Bye.